0: Number two of your show on a St. Patrick's Day is the Matt McNeil Show, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Myself and Brett here today and joining us as he has for dear God, how many years have you done this? Uh, Dermot Flanagan is my dear friend. He's the godfather of my children. He is uh, a very solid individual. He's a lawyer or as they call him over there, a barrister in ireland he lives around the dublin area he's kind enough today to take time on his saint patrick's day and join us to talk about all things irish hi Dermot. <laughs> hi can you hear me okay Mon? yeah i can hear you just fine you got you sure. do you have us yeah no absolutely perfect good to
1: see you, Matt. happy saint patrick's day
0: happy saint patrick's day to you what did, what did you do today what what, what activities did you and the family partake in Apart from watching a bit of the parades
1: on television, very little today because it's uh, an extra special weekend this weekend. Tomorrow, Saturday, we have the final of the Six Nations Rugby Championship for the Triple Crown and the Grand Slam on the line. And Ireland are playing England in the Aviva Stadium. Rugby tomorrow at five o'clock. So, all right.
0: I was, I was going to let you get to this a little later, but fine, <laughs> fine. Let's talk about this. Now, first of all, let's, let's explain to everyone. Cause we're going to have to really, you know, backtrack here a little bit. The mm. six, the six nations is it's a rugby league in Europe, right?
1: It's a rugby championship. Uh, started off, um, as the home nations, it would have been England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Um, and now it's England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France, and Italy. Have the, um, have the Italians it, it, it won any? It's a tournament every single year. Probably the biggest competition for rugby outside of the rugby World Cup.
0: Have the Italians ever won a game? I, I, I can't. I mean, I'm looking at the roster. I'm looking at the standings right now. They're good 0-4 oh, oh there.
1: You know, it's unfair. Um, they're playing incredibly well. They almost took out France. Played great against Scotland, great against um England. Sorry, against Wales, they, uh, they're, look, they're very good. They're just not good enough. Yeah. Um, I would give them another year or two. Uh, they're certainly playing the best rugby they've played in a long time. There's a few countries outside of the, if you like, the five primary nations. You have Italy who've joined them, but Romania, Germany, Spain, um, Holland. They're all playing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all playing rugby. And so they're coming
0: up. It takes time. I'm an would- easy sport. I would love to see the Canadians and the United States get involved, but at the same time, we're so far beneath you guys as your abilities over there. I mean, you just in rugby there, it's a different thing. And and, there, and we got the three nations. You got to South uh, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. They play down there. You know, it just in certain areas, rugby is just such a is, is such a uh, and you know the, the the top of the apex, the top of the pyramid. And and you know, you guys there, there, you guys are so good when it comes to rugby. I saw that at the Olympics the last time.
1: Well, I, I just—I mean—I can't help but say this, but now Ireland are number one in the world. Ah. They've taken over from New Zealand, you see. Ah. So they're ranked number one in the world, uh, beating New Zealand three out of the last four times they met them. So yeah, so that's why St. Patrick's Day, believe it or not, in Dublin has taken second place to the Six Nations tomorrow.
0: So, and just for the standings for everyone out there, Ireland is on top. There are four wins. I mean, basically, you play—you mm-hmm. play a total of five games. You basically play everyone once, correct? Yes. All right. So you got four wins, no losses. France is right behind you, three wins, one loss. Uh, so England is in Dublin to play Ireland. Is that is that mm-hmm. the okay? So if if what, what's the chance? I mean, I mean, England is right two and two. So they're kind of mediocre. Obviously, you got to be careful with teams like this because they all of a sudden can come up and get a good game. But I mean, is it? it it's expected that Ireland's going to to run the board here, right?
1: It, it's it's expected that Ireland should beat them. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't disrespect England. They'll come across with 23 excellent players, 15 on the field, eight on the bench. Um, but the way they're playing at the moment, it will be unlikely that they would beat Ireland. Okay. Unlikely.
0: All right. So very careful. Okay. For all the Minnesota kids who are looking for a poster to put up on their wall, uh, who are the Irish rugby stars we should know about? Oh God. Uh, Johnny Sexton at 10, uh, Keen Healy, who can play one,
1: two, or three, he's, he's a prop. Um, any of them. It, they did a World Fifteen recently, and of the world first fifteen of the World Fifteen, they had thirteen Irish players on it. So oh. I mean, it, really, it's just about it's just about anyone at the moment. Um, it is um, probably after after hurling in this country, which we won't get into. That's too hard to explain. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it is probably uh, the game that every kid wants to play.
0: Well, so to, I mean, now we should mention. I mean, because the sports in Ireland are, you know, they're, they 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 play soccer there, but it's a lesser thing. I know that you guys have an, 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 a hockey league, but uh, ice hockey league, but it's a lesser thing. It you sure. know the sports that you have there, uh, it sure does feel like rugby has overtaken uh, you know the hurling as well. Is that that it's become the number one there because I mean you guys have gotten so good at it.
1: It's, it's I will never I think overtake the hurling for nationally, but because it's an it's it's played internationally, yeah. it certainly gets us on the map an awful lot more. So in terms, and of course it's a professional sport, whereas hurling is an amateur sport. Um, I, I just uh, from I, I follow it from kind of the schoolboy right through the AIL, which is the uh, the Irish League, right through the pro- provinces, through the national, and it's just a, such a great game. And America are doing quite well at it at the moment as well. You know they're. Mm-hmm. They're coming along in leaps and bounds. I expect to see them improve year by year. So that's always a good thing.
0: Well, and and, and it is, they are definitely better. I remember the... Uh, when I was in the military over there, and they came through, and they're just, they, 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 it was kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters, the team that was playing them. They they kind of, where are my pants are gone, and they're running into the end zone. Oh, no, no, there's all done. No, the, uh, the, uh, it is amazing how good you are at this. And it should be noted, once again, I think one of the things about I, the Irish culture is it's not that you guys don't like soccer. It's there that if you go to England, they love their soccer. It's the Premier League, it's very well done. Scotland's got a great league up there as well, a lot of things there. But it's 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 not nearly the, the passion that the Irish sports, the traditional Irish sports, the, the the uh the hurling as well the Irish football, those are beloved in that country, but it's rugby which has really come to the tantamount as that yeah you know, sport. I mean you guys have had good Olympic swimmers, good rowers and stuff like that, but as far as sport, I mean Ireland would toast the United States in a match. I mean it just would
1: it, it, it comes from generation after generation. There are schools here which you know um one of your godchildren, actually, mm-hmm. he went to it, where they go and they they're playing from the age of five. Then they go into a secondary school, and the training is 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 uh, five days a week, four four during the week and one on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's their schedule right up until they hit the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's uh, it's <laughs> to say it's a religion is wouldn't be an exaggeration.
0: You know the difference here in the United States. I would say this because what you just described. I mean, I could go to the the suburb of Adina, the wealthy suburb of Adina, and you see the five year old ice skating competitive league that they're playing out there to <laughs> teach them hockey. And what it is in the United States is that we have so many people and we have so many different sports is that you can always find a different sport. If you can't – if it's going to be too tough for you to break through on on that, you can go to baseball. If you don't do baseball, you can go to – you can go to do track. You can kind of do these things. You can go play tennis. I I think that that's one of the things about America, which is interesting, is that because of our desire to excel, it prevents – I mean, I think American football – is probably the most popular sport right now in the country, but you still have massive, you know, favoritism. I and mean, if you all of a sudden your baseball team is really good, your town's a baseball town. If all of a sudden your team's really, your town's really good at basketball, you're a basketball town. It, it, it kind of changes with the weather. It's not, not like we, you guys are where you can have a, a you know, one sport where the, the entire nation gets behind it.
1: Yeah, it's it, it you do get far more opportunity elsewhere even in other countries in europe because of everything from climate and population to play a hell of a lot more sports than we do um and it is true you, you are if you want to play a sport that's well received around the world you're left with um soccer which isn't that popular here yeah and then there's rug and then there's rugby um we don't really have a we have a national basketball team but i've never seen them know nothing about them um we have a you know, you're rowing and the athletics, yeah, fine. But as a team sports come, the only of our teams to do really well internationally, truthfully, is rugby.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I you, you know, others take part, but can't remember the last time our soccer team won a game. Yeah. Um and I certainly can't. I think after after uh men's rugby, the most successful team is the women's rugby team. (laughs) So there you go. Is there a a women's version of of the six
0: is there a women's nation uh, version of the six nations?
1: There is, yeah. Yeah, there is. And uh um it it isn't decided as yet, but Ireland are still in it. Uh the under twenty um men's one, Ireland are winning that. They're they're four for four, they're going for the Grand Slam uh as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all good.
0: All right. Paint the picture, tomorrow. paint the picture tomorrow. You're going to go into the stadium. It's, it's Mm -hmm. Ireland versus England. It's as good as it gets. You're on a holiday weekend. Paint the picture for everyone uh, as uh, what you're expecting. There's
1: there's only 48,000 in the stadium. We have a stadium of 80,000, but it's, it's a Gaelic stadium. So the game's not there. So there's 48,000 in the stadium and I was lucky enough to get a ticket. Um, But in the town, you will get as many as, 48,000 just English fans coming over for the weekend, maybe more. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of Irish fans, it's just going to see the and coming for the rest of the country. There could be over 100,000 additionals just coming up to the city around Dublin to watch it in the bars and the sports bars and the town around the stadium. Uh-huh. It's going to be... Uh, and English fans travel really well. The English rugby fans travel really well. They love their sport. They love the rugby. They don't have a lot of... Um, faith in the chances of a win tomorrow yeah. to be fair uh, they themselves but they're going to come over and have a great party time it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in town it's actually going to be better tomorrow than today and and uh, it's 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 just going to be a festival that will go right through into sunday
0: no, um, no. Well, we're really looking forward. To it. Does 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 the Irish are the English, you know, rugby fan? Are they like the English soccer fan? Because I mean, we we we've, no. heard, we've heard the obnoxiousness of them. They come into town. No. They try to look for fights. This is a different crew, right? No, with
1: everyone mixes in the stadium, we'll be laughing and joking and giving them a hard time from the very start. And <laughs> then they'll join us in the rugby bars or back at the club or you know, whatever. They they the English rugby fan is entirely different than the English football fan. Um, they're just a a lot smarter, and they've had their fair share of success. So, a, a good um, a good dressing down won't hurt them too much.
0: So, you're going to be there. What what stadium food will they have? I mean, obviously they'll have beer. They'll have you know Guinness. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm presuming. Uh, but what, well, unless
1: you- uh, unless you want a salmonella burger, I I stay away from the food. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, I mean, stadium food. I and I and I've had it in America as well. So you don't you don't. Anybody who eats on the way into a stadium or in the stadium, you know, is asking for trouble, in my view. (laughs) No, generally speaking, uh, you can survive the game without eating and grab something afterwards, you know. Well,
0: the the English fans are used to it. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll get used to it. And and by the (laughs) way, when you come here for a Twins game, we take you out there. You get get a good hot dog, at least, at least here in the United States.
1: (laughs) No, you had nothing like that here. No, no, no. if I if I ever get you over to what I won't let you eat before going into it. Oh, okay. It.
0: I won't. Way. I won't do that. Yeah. Uh, I want you to do me a favor because I'll share this photo. Take a picture. Picture of you at the match send it over here and then I'll make sure I share it on the social media for everyone that's listening right now. Okay.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it up the stadium and in the stadium and the match and send you over a few. No problem. Yeah. Beautiful. It's going to be an epic game. If you can stream it or watch it anywhere, do it's going to be a fantastic game. It,
0: they do stream. I don't know if this one's got to be live considering the, the the importance of it. I got to believe this one's live. They'll, they'll have it here. And that's one of the things that's really nice is we do have. Here's one of the great parts about, you know, the Irish culture here in Minneapolis. St. Paul is there are enough really good irish bars and pubs where you can go and they'll have these matches they have uh, the uh, the hurling matches on live they'll do this stuff so they'll have these on and and so my guess is there's gonna be plenty of places that will have it live tomorrow as well as also i'm got to be considering the nine million television channels i have right now someone's gonna have that game on Ah,
1: <laughs> no, you get it. You get it. If you really want it, you get it. I'm sure, probably have it all in the White House for bradker you know. Oh. Um, and, and I mean, I'm sure, Joe Biden will want to watch it as well if he gets a chance.
0: Well, he'll have some ice cream. Oh, you get you'll, you'll be able to watch it with ice cream. That would be delicious. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a break Come on back, I want to get into a lot of other things too We'll get a status of how things are going in Ireland And we'll talk a little bit about uh, It does sound like they finally, because of this whole fight Between England and the EU They finally came to a Mm -hmm. conclusion I want to get your thoughts on that as well Dermot Flanagan, kind enough to join us on a St. Patrick's Day From Ireland, 952-946 Take a break, come on back It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950 AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil show. It is St. Patrick's day. That means we got Dermot Flanagan on the phone with us from Ireland to talk about all things Irish. Uh, Dermot, uh, how is, how are things in Ireland overall? Uh, You know, is it, uh, is there been any scandals or the, the economy going great? How are things today in Ireland?
1: Yeah. Every year you, you, you check this with me. So I, I ran the figures and I checked them before it came on last year, the economy grew, economy grew by 12.2% it's supposed to grow again this year by yeah. more or less um just just under half that um yeah. employment is what they call we have to, what's the perfect employment in economic terms economy still growing um opec where the i think um S- second highest income per head of capita and OPEC. We Look, all the stats look good. And the, the issues affecting Ireland are the same as every Western open economy at the moment. Lack of uh, skilled labour because the economy is growing too fast. Housing and affordability of housing and the management of, and this is one that's common throughout all Western countries, Europe and with the war in Ukraine and everything, the management of um immigration and our duties on, to, you know, uh, in, in, on humanitarian terms and all that for, for war, refugees, etc. They're the same issues as every Western economy that's doing well. So yeah, everything is, looks rosy. And every year I say that to you, I always cross my fingers because we've been through the big recession and we're, you know, back in the, the noughties and we're always afraid, how is this lasting? But it still seems to be going pretty well. <laughs> um, it's a very high tax economy. Uh, so we, ca- we, we continue to complain about that. But that's, Again, that's, that's every Western economy and certainly every uh, European Western economy.
0: So yeah, no complaints. The trade-offs you get are a lot better than you get here. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a, you know, not having to worry about some of the things that we have to worry about is, yeah, you get higher taxes, but uh, you know, most people wouldn't want to change the systems for sure. The, the growth is remarkable. Is it because England decided to, to dump the EU? And so, you know, if, if you're looking for... an an English-speaking country that's, you know, in the EU, it's Ireland, that's the case. I mean, is it really being spurred by that?
1: No. um, In fact, it could have gone the other way, because when Brexit was being discussed and what it was voted for, we were doing about 60% of our trade with Britain. By the time Brexit was completed, uh, in fairness the politicians, did a great job here, and we've halved our trade with Britain, and we're trading more and more with America and with the EU. So the, the, the... uh, the English speaking, that's an absolute factor. Uh, it's always been a factor, though, since even before Brexit, because American companies based themselves here. Truthfully, if you want to trace the success of the Irish economy, you go right back to um, JFK and his visit and to everything after that, because yeah. the Irish-Americans and, and the, uh, it, it basically caused American companies, multinationals, to sit here. They call us the Silicon Valley of Europe. Um, every single American multinational is based here. Yep. We have a highly skilled labor force. We have a stable labor force. We don't get the strikes you get in France and in Britain, etc. We have a very safe uh, country to live in, so they like it here. But you could trace the success of the entire Irish economy. I would give 50% of the credit through to the uh, American companies that are based here. Mm. Now, it, it, we, we, we've diversified immensely since that. But if it wasn't for that investment, we wouldn't be where we're at. And, that's, and, and you know, that's, that's just a quick Google search to show that up. Mm-hmm. Well. So that's where it primarily comes from. It comes from a stable economy, a stable population. Um, we're a very middle-of-the-road country, and so it's, it's a safe environment to work in. And we are English-speaking on the edge of Europe. Certainly Bre- Britain shooting themselves in the foot and pulling out of the largest free market economy in the world does because anybody who was considering setting up there will look at us as a as an alternative why would you not join the biggest market in the world if, you know why, why would you not join that club why would you set up in England and have to go through all the policies and procedures and paperwork and customs to get into the EU when you can simply set up here and you're in the EU
0: the, wha- one of the One of the things oh, yeah. I find is interesting, you talked about, you know, because you and I have talked for years and we talked about what happened after 2008 and the crash there and how it was yeah. really different there. The difference between Ireland and the United States is simply we're having banks fail again here because we start deregulating it because, oh, we can trust them now. Yeah, great. You know, you guys put in regulations that don't stymie growth but don't basically – Jeopardize. I mean, you're a country that is not big enough to you know to sustain a massive failure of your, your pretty much your economic system. So you basically have to put in you know you know guardrails to prevent that from happening. Not because you're looking for a big government to take over things, but basically because you, know, you just to survive, you need to make sure that you know you're you've got you know you can make a profit, you can be successful. It's just we're not going to be here and sacrifice the Irish economy and the Irish people. For a handful of people that are basically just looking to become billionaires,
1: yeah, it, it, you know, I, we, you and I, have had this conversation for decades, and and now it's it feels like forever. We are definitely in, in in the eyes of an American looking in, they would see most of the European Western economies and call them left of center. We yes. consider ourselves center, and we actually consider ourselves right of center. But for an American looking in, and to see our social welfare system, they see the fact that during, when the crash occurred, the government took such a high stake uh, in the two, two major banks in this country, actually owned them at one point, uh, they would see all the safeguards, we call them in terms of social welfare that we put in place as left of centre. And by the way, they cause us a lot of problems from time to time that make us a very attractive base for people who come in who just want to live off that system. Uh, not all of them. I'm just. In, I'm very much generalising here. So yeah, they do cause problems, but but it is it is the preference, and it's a preference of most European countries to have that kind of a. You call it a safety net. We just call it a welfare system. Yeah. Um, and it is it does cause very high taxes. It does cause cause huge stresses uh, at times when the economy isn't doing well to keep that welfare system going. But overall, it it means that we don't leave so many people behind, and I, I suppose we're not an environment in ourselves that creates billionaires for that they need to move move abroad we're too small an economy not that we Mm. don't have our fair share of incredibly wealthy um, nationals it's just um it's not a it's not what you would define it we could redefine it as a free market economy i don't think an american say on the republican side definitely looking in would call it a free market they would see it more as a controlled uh, state-involved economy. We're more of a Bernie Saunders-type
0: economy. <laughs> well, and I would say this, what you just described is perfect because that's what I say about the Irish, and this is one of the reasons I love you guys, is because you would rather err on the side of helping people. And sure, some people are going to take advantage of that help, and that's unfortunate, but you know what? I'd rather still have that than have a system that basically you know kicks everyone to the curb because it's geared to making making sure that millionaire becomes a billionaire and I think that, that yeah. that's that's one of the things I really like about the Irish economy is that it's not about not being successful it's about being decent human beings
1: oh it, it definitely there'd be a, a a strong um support for the for the thought process that um that, you know that, that economics lacks morality in certain places. Um, we we've dealt with law and morality for years and, and after centuries. You, now you generally you you agree that for a law to be uh, incorporated, for it to be real, for it to exist, it should it should reflect morality, the morality of the general population, etc. But when it comes to economics, we've no such thought. You know, it's it's just race to the top, push everybody to the bottom. And I've long since been a proponent of look. Economic thought, economic policy must have an element of morality in it as well, uh, and that means looking after everybody. It it, it means the trickle down economy, um, which is dependent on those from the top starting that trickle, just doesn't work. You 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 have to you have to take, unfortunately, you have to take steps to make sure that billionaires uh, don't really exist or just certainly don't pay um, pay the way if they do, and you have to take steps to make sure that we don't leave anybody too far behind. Um, There should always be a hand down to pull the guy beneath you up, in in, in short. And, And I know how that sounds. Um, <laughs> when
0: I'm saying it to an American. Well, you, you, you're, I'm, I'm not a communist. No, you're not. But at the same time, you know, what there's more people here. I think that agree with you and that system mm-hmm. and would love that system. It just is basically we have a lot of people who would like to scream, and so yes. <laughs> you don't hear that system. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about. You, last year, you and I talked about the 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 fools over in England who basically decided to <sighs> leave the EU without addressing the fact they actually have a hard border, the Northern Ireland border with the the, the Irish border and and that basically has to stay open no one thought about this but of course now they're out of the EU it becomes a EU border it sounds like they have finally come figured out a solution to this is is that the case
1: it's supposed to be signed off on by the 10th of April which would be the i think the anniversary of the good friday agreement i'm losing my dates um i think it could hit, still hit the uh, rocks um the DUP, the the unionist party up there, they know it's the right thing to do. They know it's the right thing to agree, but they're trying to play to a base that really has no tolerance for any type of an agreement with the South and the EU for fear of it being the beginning of the end of the um, divide between North and South. And that's their biggest fear. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's their biggest fear is that whatever is agreed will lead to a united Ireland somewhere down the line. Um, At the moment, what they're what they're supporting is if you take if you took two train tracks side by side heading into the country, the first one, green, saying, "Okay, these goods are only going into um, Northern Ireland. So there should be no no checks in them because they're going from Britain to Britain. But the other one saying, well, hang on, the the, the red line is saying this is going to Northern Ireland and then into the south, which is in the EU. Therefore, there should be checks on those. So Britain could trade with itself. Without checks, but not trade with the EU without checks. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that's absolutely unmanageable. I mean, the, you, you've been to Ireland. There are no physical borders. I no. mean, I, I can, I, I can literally walk across a field, and somebody can tap me in the shoulder and say, "You are now in Northern Ireland." It's 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 a ridiculous situation. But if the if the agreement goes through, and it might go through on paper, and I hope it does, it would be a great help to Northern Ireland. They really need this. It's yeah. just I I have my. I have have a little bit of suspicion that the hard uh, elements of the Unionist Party may still just crash the the boat in the rocks simply because it, it brings them a little bit closer to the south. I, I
0: hope it's, I hope I'm wrong. No, it's, but it's not a cross line yet. If, if you go up to northern Minnesota, there's some places there where you know, you, same kind of thing. You're right into Canada. Hi, Canada. You know, you're there. It's like yeah, you basically know, it's basically like, it's the same.
1: Yeah, right exactly. Across there,
0: it's just, yeah. You know, but, but you know, it, it's kind of one of those things. But you know, know, yeah, we don't have that problem. And there is a, a there's a you know, hey, make sure you're checking at the 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 uh, the, the Canadian uh, you know import station over there. You do that. <laughs> but I mean, that you know, you just don't. Yeah, yeah. I it, I am going to be interested to see what It does. It does feel like you know the far the the extremist you know pro-union guys up there there seems to be less and less of them though is that a fair assessment
1: it, it is it, it's a fair assessment um they're they're thinning out uh there's there's not that much support for them and and then there's the element that just see the success of the south and they've seen the success of the south for years it's recovery after the uh crash and then in the, in the nodies it's it's uh it's attraction to outside uh, businesses. Um, it, it, it's access, it's simply it's access to, to the EU universities and, and everything that they used to enjoy. Remember, Northern Ireland voted not to leave the EU. Mm-hmm. Northern Ireland was part of Britain that voted not to leave the EU. Now they find themselves excluded even from Irish universities that they were used to coming to. Mm-hmm. Um, and from, uh, you know, universities, it, 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 all, the Erasmus scheme is it where we share students all across Europe. And they can't even take part in that. So the youth in Northern Ireland are very much pro-EU, and they're grappling with the fact that pro-EU uh, might mean that they have to consider pro-Southern Ireland. Then, so it, there's a, there's a lot of change up there. The the extremists are, are are getting pushed to one side. Extremists on both sides of the fence, by the way. I'm not. It's not all orange. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a lot of extremists on the green side still up there as well. But they're, big, they're they're getting pushed out by common sense really and by yeah. the youth
0: by the younger generation it's one it's one thing to have ideals it's another thing to want to have a you know kind of a, a standardized upbringing and 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 kind of normal relations with your neighboring areas and I, I think that that is as you said Irish success is really what's what's kind of dooming this let's keep separated mentality and that is they'd be on you know, people are just you know what's what what's the difference here why why are we doing this that will change a lot I'll tell you what we got to take a break when we come back I want to touch on Ukraine and kind of get the 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 mentality from the Irish how that's been going uh, and and you know is the support there still for Ukraine as well as also I got to talk about the incredible success. Of the Irish in acting, as uh, you know, uh, with the Oscars that just happened here, uh, there's quite a bit of really Irish success there. We'll, we'll talk about that when we do t- come back. Dermot Flanagan joining us for his usual St. Patrick's Day visit. Nine five two nine four six six two zero five. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM nine fifty. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show, a St. Patrick's Day edition with Dermot Flanagan joining us from Ireland on a St. Patrick's Day, which I do appreciate, man. This is be like me trying to trying to get me on like Thanksgiving night. It ain't going to happen, man.
1: Anyway, <laughs> 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 was it many, many moons ago before kids, Matt, you used to get me when I'd be on a balcony and watching the parade and having a few beers. I'm just older and None the wiser
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's it's the reality is is this is I've enjoyed you know knowing you for all these years. You've, you're one of my dearest friends, and the reality is is that I it's one of my favorite things to talk about this because I think it's one thing to have. I mean, of course, you know we slaughter the Irish culture over here between you know green beer. I got I got my corned <laughs> beef and cabbage ready to go tonight. Got my corned beef and cabbage ready to go. But, uh, you know, it is, it's just nice to be able to touch base because it is such a beautiful country and it's beautiful people and they should never just be characterized down to, to one day where it's, you know, where's my lucky charms, that sort of thing. I'm glad we don't do that
1: yeah <laughs> more, <laughs> more and more of
0: you should come over though that's what I say oh I well I, yeah that's I am I'm, I'm dying to get back over here uh as a matter of fact you don't be surprised I might be over there before too long we we might have to come back over um it oh, would be good last year you and I talked a lot because it had just happened the invasion of Ukraine by the Russians uh the kind of talk a little bit about it is is Ireland still pretty much on the side of the ukrainians at this point
1: Oh, well, yes, absolutely. We have, um, I think uh, we're getting close to 120,000 Ukrainian refugees over here. Wow. I mean, you have to take into account the size of our country. Um, every single, and um, didn't we speak about it last year? And who, who thought we'd be speaking about it again? Uh, every hotel in the city, uh, major hotel was handed over to Ukrainian refugees. And they've set up crisis centers, uh, homes are taking them in. It's 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 uh, I, when I go to work, when I go to my office, I pass by what was a four-star hotel, a four and a half-star hotel on on God, I don't know how, how many acres. And every day I see the Ukrainian women and children and some of the men who aren't there just coming in and going out. Uh, the hotel is entirely uh, there's sixteen hundred in there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and I pass them every single day. go go to my office and back so yeah i mean of course it's it's it isn't even so much about being on the side of ukraine ukrainians which they are it's it's being watching putin and knowing that um if ukraine was had fallen moldova and romania were gone um and then he would have he and well crimea but he would have turned upwards he would have had to go north to get back where he wanted to and then that would have been estonia latvia lithuania which are members of the eu which means we would have been into a european war mm-hmm. and and that's that's how important ukraine is because putin had his eyes on all of them
0: i will um, i will say it. this i don't know how much concern i mean i'm watching his military get frankly the ukrainians are handing them their caboose in a lot of places and it, it is it's sad to see the level of devastation especially in those areas of Ukraine on the, the south and southeastern side where they came through and they're fighting and they got the Wagner forces that are coming through and they're fighting hard. But the reality is, is I give it to the Ukrainians because they have made them look. I mean, this is the, the first thing I keep saying, just, OK, fine, you got nuclear weapons, but you're supposed to be a superpower. Dear gosh, yeah. I, I think the United States who's afraid of Russia at this point.
1: They, they they were really shown up um for the corruption in the in the forces weren't they they yeah. really were yeah. clearly all the money that was going well what it was feeding the um uh the oligarchs the cryptography. Uh, you know essentially putin has paid the price for allowing his cohorts to rob the country for 20 20 odd years 25 odd years and nobody was paying any money towards the purchase of anything for the military despite the money spent on it and we're very fortunate that, that happened um, I don't. If America was involved in that war, I don't think Russia would last more than five minutes. To be frank, <laughs> no. uh, but the Ukrainian army were being trained by the British since 2014. Um, mm-hmm. They've been trained in uh, in Ukraine and in Britain since 2014. Their their officer corps, their NCOs, um, and, and I think that really shows. Yeah. Uh, it really shows through. Um, they're just a professional army compared to, and of course they're fighting. For their country and they're fighting for yep. their own land, which there is no there is no comparison for that. There, you know that that gives you a ten to one advantage, no matter who comes at you. You know, exactly. if you're fighting for your home, that's it. Um, you know, because because it's it's all or nothing. Of course, I think most of the Russians there just want to turn around and go home.
0: I think I'm glad that the I think it's the Polish and the Czechs now are going to give them some jets, and I'm like, you know, this is going. I mean, Russia's lost over three hundred jets. I mean those are pricey you know, they're, they're, yeah. you know you can't just replace 300 jets man even the united states would have a hard time replacing 300 jets and we got tons of the dang things no yeah, it's they, just I'm, i've never seen anything like this they're they're
1: they're they're rolling it they're rolling out uh tanks from the uh, korean war now anything that can fire just if you i don't know if you remember but years ago when they invaded Chechnya. Yeah. Um the, uh, they literally rolled out from storage hundreds and hundreds of tanks and put placed them on hills and just bombarded that place until they demolished it because nobody was fighting back. So they that's the tactic they used then. Um what shocked them this time is the Ukraine fought back. Yeah. With American weaponry mostly and I mean they just weren't up to it. No. Just weren't up to it. Hopefully uh, that stays the way.
0: I I do, too. I, I I would love to see Ukraine run them out of the, that everywhere, including Crimea as well. I hope that is the case. I want to ch- change direction here because it, we just had the Oscars here. Not only the Banshees of Inisherin, which was a fantastic film uh, that I, I thought was one of the most Irish damn films I've ever seen in my life. But I did actually want to talk one thing, uh, The Quiet Girl. This was the foreign language film. Uh, that you know, was was presented here. It did not win, I think all quiet on the Western Front won in that category. Yeah. but it, it, it talks about, you know, it's all done in the traditional Irish language. Now a lot of stories in America labeled it as the endangered Irish language. But when I was over there, you had the Irish language TV station. yeah, you, you, you I mean, you especially go to the western side of Ireland. They, 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 there's a lot of people that, that might not speak it on yeah. a day-to-day basis but are fairly fluent in it. Is it really becoming more endangered?
1: do you remember um ushin uh he attended an all-irish speaking school that's right yeah and still still has he's still bilingual with it um it's it, it, he still loves speaking it's still there yeah um is it endangered um yeah well I think you always have to treat it as at risk that's the best way of describing it you have to treat it as at risk yeah. but it's not it's not endangered there's every year there's more and more taking it up um it is I think always going to be there. Uh, the truth of it is, as, as a language, it's great fun. It's a great dialect. It's it, it's 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 uh, it's nice to to be able to understand and speak it. Um, but it's the only place that speaks it. it. It's not Scottish Gaelic. That's a different Gaelic. It's close, but but not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Welsh is a completely different language. Uh, Basque in northern Spain is a different language. So for it will only ever survive among small cohorts in the country but it's not dying out it's 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 got a huge support system um and i think will always be there as spoken amongst perhaps people of my generation when we go down oh, west yeah. um and Ushin, you know, he's 18 as i said to you a lot of his generation now have taken it up again
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but it's it's you know it's 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 still going to be a minority language but no, it's a, mm-hmm. thankfully, it's not at risk at the moment. Well, I, I, I look
0: at it a little bit like how in, in Canada, you know, if, if you're maybe not out in Quebec, you know, Quebec, obviously, and the French quarters of all the major cities, there's a lot more French there. But you're out on the, the you know, Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba and those areas there. They all know French. They all can speak yeah. French. They don't begrudge French. They don't they don't dislike it. No, they just it's it's there. They can speak it, but they still speak English. That's kind of the way I you know, it's 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 a language that I mean there's obviously a national pride that you get with this language. I think it's uh, you you taught me a long well, time the, ago a bunch of swear words in it but uh, <laughs> but
1: it's the fastest the new schools um, primary schools are what we call schools where you go from the age of five to 12. yeah and uh, there are as many fully Irish speaking primary schools opening up as there are English-speaking primary schools. Uh, when I was uh, involved in politics, and I, I, I still do a little bit with uh, Fianna Fáil, the, the largest party, um, I was always a proponent of, of uh, any primary school that opens up should be a Gaelic school, we call them an Irish-speaking school. Mm-hmm. And you should go to school from the age of 5 to 12 speaking Irish. Now you'd be bilingual because at home will be English, and yeah. and, it, and and, and co- you'll be watching television, etc. But by twelve, then you've given the um, everyone a full grounding, full background in the language that they'll never they'll never lose. The trouble we have here is when people discover it and they want to go back and learn it, they've gone to an English speaking school where Irish has been has been uh, taught to them as an extra language as opposed to their language. So they get to the age of their in their thirties, their forties, and say, I want to go back to that. And we don't take up languages as, as well at that age. So, I, I mean, if you want to save the language, you want to keep it real, then all primary schools, 5 to 12, make them Irish-speaking, make them gwail schools, mm-hmm. And and they're beginning to, they're experimenting a bit with that in that it's about 50-50 at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy to see the, the native american community in minnesota and across the, the upper midwest really taking uh, an interest in trying to preserve as many of the native languages as possible because they're down to when you when you say it's endangered think about some of the native languages where they're down to six seven people that speak it and that's it wow. and you know and so you know you you've got a real urgency to get people in there and save those languages i personally think it would be fantastic if minnesota schools offered native american languages as an option you know that you can learn spanish you can learn this because i think you know it's 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 a fascinating language you can learn a lot about the culture i don't think it'll be a change here but i i'm glad because like i said it's like you hear the coverage here it's like oh this is endangered language i was like i got news for you i was over there you <laughs> know whenever i couldn't understand a word that was coming from the next table i was like okay they're speaking they're speaking irish okay so <laughs> it was it wasn't that i had too many guinness it was a, it was it was it was clearly well, you, you were you, you
1: spent you spent a good bit of time in the west of Ireland so that, yes. that's basically you know you are landed in it so to speak oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah. wow oh, we're, we're getting joe biden before we're getting joe biden's coming over remember i said to you last year be great if he
0: came he must have heard me <laughs> i hope you have do, do you have good ice cream he's gonna want the ice cream he just he likes his ice cream uh, he deserves his ice cream. Give, who's going to deny an elderly man his ice cream? He's, exactly. I, 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 he, I like him a lot. I mean, a lot of people like him a lot. I think he's been he's accomplished an insane amount in this country. Uh, you, you look at pound for pound what the guy has been able to pass here in this country, it's pretty amazing. Um, it, as long as the Republicans are thinking either Trump or DeSantis, I think that he'll win again if he runs again. So we'll have to see if that happens.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I you, know, as you know, I follow a lot of the American politics and you know, it just, it's crazy what's happened to the Republican party, but you know, I don't know if you have any sponsors, so I'm going to keep quiet on that. But, oh no, um, we don't have no, the no, 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 no
0: Republican <laughs> sponsors. Go ahead. Dish. <laughs>
1: but but the, 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 forget the former president, but DeSantis, um, he seems to be just, just as crazy, but maybe has to play to the far right. But who is the, again, the, uh, isn't he the New York New, one of the New York senators? Isn't he um, Santos? But, yeah, he played. Didn't he? Uh, he he's playing for Ireland tomorrow, isn't he? In the uh, I believe I he played now. for
0: Ireland. And he yeah. actually was the star of that Irish language film, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I only found out yesterday.
1: His great grandfather raised the flag over the GPO in 1916 at the Rising. So there wow. you go. Um, and
0: I, I thought he played yeah. backup for the for Chuck Berry. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> one of those.
0: He's great, though. I mean, you, you couldn't make him up. Well, but that's that's what you get now in the United States, because you did not call out the lying with Trump. It's now, this is now a, the, 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 he's not the only one. There's tons of these guys in the Republican Party who constantly lie, constantly lie. And there is no consequences because this is truly the legacy of Trump. It's not about, you know, integrity or decency of human being. It's basically if he can trick people into voting for you. And that's the whole thing. So, we don't have time to go down this path because no. we got to wrap up no, now. No, I was just,
1: I, 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 I and again, I, it, the majority that I follow over there have a lot of great time and respect for. So it's just, he's a bit of fun. Uh,
0: you, you be careful tomorrow. Have a good time at the match. I do expect some photos from the match. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, you will, and I, I, if, as long as they win, uh, they'll be happy. Photographs.
0: Okay. Uh, all my best to Helen and the kids. I love them all. Okay. Oh, same, same. And and
1: hopefully we will. We keep saying it. But we got to get moving again. we, we got to get the meetup.
0: We do. We have to. I need to get back. I will do shows from over there. We can do this with this technology nowadays. I can do <laughs> shows from over there. I don't have any problem. The, the, the question is, would I ever come back if I could get away no. with the shows over there? I don't know if I would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, 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 it's probably safer to do them from there. You never know what kind of bother you could get into. You should do a tour. They should send you one tour. Uh, to do them from various places in Ireland, get the station to sponsor you over, and you can just talk to everybody.
0: If if there's a travel agency that wants to do a tour of Ireland with me, trust me, we'll have a blast, and we'll go over there, and we'll 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 do the shows over there. It'll be fantastic. Happy St. Patrick's Day, my friend. Thank you very much for rec- being kind enough to join us for the full hour, and I love you a lot, man. Thanks for having me. All righty. Good to talk with you. Dermot Flanagan, uh, a lawyer from the Dublin area on St. Patrick's Day weekend. or you know, For him, it is a weekend. For us, it's just Friday. We're heading into the weekend. We got some Irish music for you to take you out today. Uh, we'll take a break. 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM
1: 950. Can
0: imagine, can imagine ...show from Ireland that I might not ever come back, man. God, I love Ireland. I love the smell of the peat fires when you're walking, uh, you you walk across the countryside of Ireland, you see green like you've never seen before. And if you get a, a gorgeous day where it's this blue sky, the soft blue in the clouds and these green, beautiful rolling Hills and you smell the peat fires, it just is one of the most romantic things I've ever seen. The people there are freaking brilliant. I love them. They're just absolutely great people and yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back. We, could we do a tour? I, I love the idea. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we can bring the whole station with us too. We, I guess someone's got to stay here and run the thing. So that's Patrick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I mean, I didn't say you guys are coming with me. I to be doing those. Join me as we cruise the Irish coast. One of those things, you know, like you see on PBS. We're going to find every dive bar in Ireland. Join us. Uh, It is a Friday, St. Patrick's Day. Let's get Dropkick Murphys in here, taking us out today. Have a great weekend. We are going to be back on a Monday. Native Roots Radio comes up in the 6 o'clock hour. Stay here for that until Monday. See you. Happy St. Patrick's Day.